welcome to another episode of A Couple With. Um, today we are having a couple with Alice Deering. She is a British swimmer, open water swimmer, aiming to swim for the 10 kilometer race at Tokyo 14 GB. Uh, Alice is the second black woman to swim competitively for Great Britain, but the first black woman to swim for Team GB um, in the Tokyo's uh, Olympics. Um, Alice is also on a mission to quash stereotypes that black people can't swim by getting uh, by setting up the Black Swimming Association. So welcome, Alice. Hi, hi, thank you. You're very welcome. It's lovely to have you. Thank you for taking your time out to uh, speak to us today. Um, so I'll start with asking you, so like, how did you get into swimming? Let's start right at the beginning. Um, okay, basically it started out, my mum, we, we went for swimming lessons at like the local swimming pool, me and my brother, and my mum saw the notice board for the local swimming club at the pool that we were at and like we both really enjoyed the lessons that we went to and it was only like half an hour a week and so she just kind of put us in for for extra sessions with that swimming club and we went like once or twice a week to start off with and then just gradually kept doing more and more and it just really took off from there we went to we like moved to a better club and then moved to a better club and just like kind of like kept progressing up the system yeah and um, made counties, made regionals, then eventually made nationals and um, British tramps, and then I made my first GB team at sixteen. Made my oh, first, yeah, wow. yeah, like um, it was a junior team. Then I, oh. <laughs> sorry, <You're> sorry, <laughs> all right, sorry. <laughs> okay, um, I made my first um, GB team at sixteen. It was yeah. um, European juniors, and then I made my first senior team at like 16 slash 17 a year later and it's just been like constantly like progressing up from there really it's always been like a natural like step for me to yeah. take so it's not been something that you've you actively thought when you were younger this is what you want to do no not at all it was always like I, I got to the next stage and then I was like I'm really happy where I'm at uh, yeah. but I like I might as well try and get to the next bit if I can. I remember when I forgot my first county time and I was so excited and then it was like, yes. everyone was like, okay, now we need to try to get you to get to regionals. And I was like, okay. And then it was the same with nationals and then the same with like um, the British teams. And it was never, I never set out as like a nine-year-old to be like, I want to go to the Olympics or I want to swim for Britain. It was yeah. always just, I was just happy to be there. <laughs> Do your parents swim? um my mum does my dad doesn't and like like on the whole black thing yeah. <laughs> my mum is the black oh my god don't worry it's fine <laughs> <laughs> this is just having technical difficulties <laughs> no, yeah I might to, it's my boyfriend he keeps calling me yeah on the whole black thing it's my mum who swims and my dad who doesn't my mum is the black parent and my dad is the white parent so oh like, wow yeah it's like that's the way around flipped yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that's so strange that's weird but so you didn't get it from like because that's what I'm asking like so you didn't get it from like your parents or anything like that it was just very much like your mum just takes you swimming lessons and it's just grown yeah. from there yeah pretty much like they weren't ever into swimming like um competitively like, yeah yeah like yeah. my dad to swim but my mum like she just she knows how to swim but she didn't swim like for a club or anything yeah so like I um I obviously my my mum was very hot on like you've all got to learn to swim like whether you want to <laughs> or not she did it in more of a um 
like a life thing, I suppose. Yeah. More of a life. It was more of a life thing for us that you um, should learn to swim because if anything happens, and it's a it's a really good life skill to have. But yeah. Also, just like like so, I was because um, my next question is like, when your first, when did you first experience negativity towards you and your swimming mm. due to racial stereotypes? So like. From reading about you, and obviously doing my re- little bit of research that I've done already, um, like the similarities is, it, between myself and yourself in where we grew up, is, mm. is quite funny because like I, I grew up in Sponden, like a little tiny village in Derby, mm. and so there's like when I grew up, there wasn't any. Um, there was my my family, mm. my mum and my three sisters. Uh, well, three of us, with three sisters together, including myself, and um, my auntie my uncle and their two sons and then there wasn't really any other brown people around definitely wasn't any black people so when I went to primary school I was the only brown girl in the class Mm. until like my sister came up and and the same with like swimming so like when we went swimming we started swimming um through school so our our primary school had like swimming classes that you had to go to Mm. Um, which was which was really good actually because they were part of the curriculum at the time yeah so I think that really helped as well um so like look reading back for yourself you were very similar in a way yeah kind of um, I guess I was a bit fortunate in the way that like being from Birmingham it's like quite like well very culturally diverse yeah and at like at school obviously never was never the only um person of color in the class or anything like that and then luckily at the swimming clubs I went to I think there was normally like one or two other mm. people normally but um there was there was one club I went to I think actually no no thinking about it there was at least one other person of color or like family of color in the clubs but then I mean it, it all moves on so quickly that before you know it like they might have left and then like I, I can't remember for how long that we were there for at the same time and stuff like that yeah. so I know in, in quite a few cases I was the only person of colour like in the pool at the time because of yeah. the way the squad worked and stuff yeah but um but yeah like the the main club that I ended up swimming at um we had at one point there was four four yeah four of us four black swimmers at once right which looking back on it was like that's quite a big deal because it was quite a small squad as well there was only about 20 of us so that's quite like in in the swimming terms that is like massively over um over represent yeah yeah, that's the best word yeah Yeah, i think so over yeah because yeah like going back to like my experiences of swimming Mm. and swimming classes and stuff like that like we i always did it with school or like a club outside of school um mm. and it was just me and my sister yes and yeah I'm not surprised yeah so it's just me and my sister there wasn't anybody else and mm. um to be honest at that age I never really knew any different no same but yeah um I I was always just kind of happy to like go along with it because you just you look at yourself and then you see other swimmers around you and I always just think I'm a swimmer. I don't think like I'm yeah. a black swimmer or I'm a mixed race yeah. swimmer or I'm a swimmer of colour. I just yeah. think I'm a swimmer. Yeah. And I obviously can't see myself to see that I, in because of the colour of my skin, I might not fit in. But yeah. like, I just look around at the people and see that they're in the same outfit as me. They've got like a hat on, they've got goggles yeah. on. We're and just swimming. think, 
we're all swimming yeah like yeah. um color doesn't really matter here but then no. there were quite a few instances i was growing up that people didn't see it the same way and um quite like if, um there was one the first one that i came across was when i was oh my god 11 maybe 10 10 or 11 and there was an i think she was of indian heritage but obviously british but like an indian girl who swam with us and obviously myself and there was another black slash mixed, mixed race girl who yeah. we were all like trial it was a trial okay. to get into a swimming club and we went there every saturday morning to do it and one morning a a uh, white girl she, she she was 12 at the time she was she said i hope i don't have to swim with any of the indians oh my <laughs> god yeah and i was literally in earshot and i was just like i, I just I, I didn't know how at that to age as well at that age yeah. it's like it's a really difficult age because when you're like 11 12 you're going into that stage of your life where nothing really makes sense yes yeah i was really confused yeah i was like i'm like i'm not indian but like like and then i started to question myself like do i want to swim with indian people and i was just like why wouldn't why would it matter yeah and i was like and i was just i was really confused and i went and told my mum and my mum was outraged as a sensible adult would be yeah um like i think she complained about it i don't really know what happened because obviously um I, like, I, I, i'm sure she, the girl didn't mean it like in a in a malicious no, and way, i think right? kids are innocent aren't they when they get yeah. when they're around that age um back i don't i mean like back when i was younger and i'm 33 now so like mm. going back a little bit it was quite um sort of ignorance more than anything yeah. Um, yeah, and I think with children, and I, and I'm still a great believer of this. Um, like growing up the way I have now, and where I live, and what I do, I still think it's a. I'm a great believer in that. Kids aren't born that way. No, they're, they're not yeah. born to see the differences. It's no. the world around them that shows the them the difference. Yeah, yeah. And the parents and at home. So yeah. that's what I always think, and I think. Mm, like so your mum's yeah. right to have been outraged <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and then i like in myself i started to feel bad for, for the indian girl because i was like yeah. that like that's if other people are thinking that of her and I, I didn't i haven't actually thought about it but like did people think something similar of me and yeah. i always just I felt like if people are gonna treat her that way because of her race and because of her swimming like it's quite it's quite a dark like thought process to go down so I kind of like tried to shut it out and was like yeah. oh it's like an isolated incident like so do you yeah. reckon that's where then like you know when we're talking about like stereotypes of mm. black people um don't swim or like swimming being a middle class mm. sport where do you think that comes from and what kind of stereotypes are we talking about um Okay, so I'll start with the stereotypes first. It's all based around like um, black black people can't swim, they can't float. It's not a sport for us. Um, they can't float. Bad. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. A lot of black men say that they're like, "Oh yeah, I can't swim. Like I just can't float. I'm too dense." And like, but a lot of black people say this about themselves. So it's like an internalized myth that they like tell themselves yeah. to give themselves the excuse for not learning to swim. Whereas 
I, I mean, I spoke to one black man and he was like, I literally can't float, but it's because I'm scared of the water. So when I get in, my muscles tense up and yeah. then that obviously will make you sink because yeah. you're, you're not relaxed. It's just, it just, water you're doesn't work that way. It. You're fighting it, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And you will tense up and like you're denser, so you'll sink. But that's not because of anything genetic to do with your race or anything like that. And um, um, like the Black Swimming Association, we had a white um, swimming teacher who used to teach in the God, 60s or 70s, I think. Right. He wrote into us and said, he was told to direct black people towards athletics because swimming wasn't for them. And what? this is in, this is, this will be in people's living memory. Like, um, the, the, this is the generation of parents who have just, who are having kids my age now, like even 20, 20 30 year olds. And obviously if they've been told these things during that time, they're not going to see the need for them to themselves to swim. And they would question why their child would need to swim as well. Like it's kind of like a knock on effect. Yeah. So, so, so like in terms of stereotypes and, and going back to what you were saying about like, it's internal. So they say yeah. about themselves. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't get that. Like how, where does that come from? I don't, it's, it's interesting because obviously it's something that, that like has been repeated so many times and it's such yeah. an old, um, an old myth that it's been told to so many generations of black people and it's just kept them, it's just like a reason for them not to swim basically. Like it's, it's a reason for them to tell themselves that they don't need to swim. Like even you speak to young people, they don't say that they can't float, but you speak to young black people and they just say like, we don't swim. And like, like I, I kind of, it was, it was a girl at uni and I was like, oh, what do you mean you don't swim? And she was just like, oh, black people don't swim, do they? And she was like, I can't believe you swim. <laughs> she was, so, she like, was like, so like my um my sister-in-law so my husband's sister is married to um a guy who is um half jamaican and okay. they've got like mixed race children and they mm. all swim like oh, they've, nice. got, they've got they all swim um mm. so anthony's mum my husband's mum he will she will like take them swimming and mm. stuff and like i so i was so when i read your story i was like uh what <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's, it's surprising as well because obviously i've come from a family where my black my black mum swims yeah. and um i've never really I, I can't even remember when i came across this stereotype or this uh this like thing that black people don't swim i can't even remember yeah but um I always think it's in the subconscious mind of black people. Like right. I reckon it's in me subconsciously at some point. I must have looked around the swimming pool and realised that there were no other black. Do you know what I mean? Like there's That's something. It, in there yeah. So where... like, I was going to say, like when you've got people that don't look like you. So if you yeah. look at track and field or athletics of some exactly. sort. Yeah. Like even for me, as someone who's got an Indian background, mm. I would look at athletics and be like I want to be like that person I want to yeah. be like Usain Bolt I want to be like you know yeah. Alice oh, you know, <laughs> I, know, I know you're not attractive I know you're not do you know what I mean you look at people and you you see that they look like you yes and so you're going to be naturally drawn to doing those sports yeah and um especially if you if like some people have been taught that black people don't swim yeah why would you go why would you go pick up that sport? 
Like it's it's kind of it's common sense that you go to a sport that you see people you know and that you know you could excel in. Yeah, and I think that's why it's so important. So I was quite lucky that my primary school was very much like it's part of the curriculum. You have to learn to swim. Mm. Whether you doesn't it it didn't matter what colour you were, whether you had a disability or not, it was very much like no, you have to, we, we go swimming yeah. on a Wednesday afternoon and that's what you do and yeah. whether you want to or not. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't really a choice in it unless your mum gave you a note or you forced yeah. you from your parents. <laughs> but like, you know, do, do you see what I mean? So it's, it yeah. is like that. But then where does this whole, the, the swimming is a middle class thing come into it? I don't know too much about that because there are some swimmers who, some very successful swimmers who haven't come from middle class backgrounds. Yeah. But then at the same time, I can get where why it's there because it's a very expensive sport. Right. Um, club fees can get, like especially in the South, um, club yeah. fees can get very expensive. Mm. And then swimming suits, like a good racing costume costs three to four hundred pounds. Wow, and, really? Yeah. And you've got like little 12 year old girls who are gonna grow within a week wearing these costumes yeah. and um it's as a parent you don't want your child to not fit in because every other kid in the club is wearing that so yeah. you buy your child this suit that they're only going to wear for maybe half a year that's wow. cost 300 quid and then you obviously have to buy another suit yeah. or you need three suits for one competition and that's that's a grand gone so yeah. um it's it's so expensive mm. and it's just like I think it's one of those sports where you kind of have to like quite fit in quite a bit I don't know like I know when growing up I did struggle with that a bit I, I don't think that was anything because of my race I just think because I was quite like stubborn and um, <laughs> you know like I tried very much to be my own person I didn't want to like follow like a, a click yes. or anything like that yeah, it sounds yeah. quite funny, but um no no I, 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 I see what you're saying because especially when you're trying to I suppose like going back to the stereotypes and the negative negativity towards you because mm. of racial stereotypes, I'm assuming that you would have probably got that in during some of your clubs and some of the progression into Team GB. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? So how, how does that like, because the, the thing is you don't, no one ever talks about race in, in swimming. No. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You get like football, yeah. give race them the red card in football, but yeah. you don't see it in anything else? No, yeah, that's true actually. Yeah, you don't, in other sports, it's kind of just like glossed over. Mm -hmm. always, yeah. And then obviously, especially with swimming, like um, being the only, it sounds bad, but currently the only person in Britain who can like talk about this mm -hmm. as a member of the team at the yeah. moment. And so, like, I, I don't, to be honest, I don't really want to do it. Like, right, <laughs> it's yeah, opened yeah. myself up to way too much criticism, way too much potential backlash and stuff like that. But, like, if I, you don't I do it, then who's going to? Exactly, exactly that. I was like, I don't want to finish my career in however many years that may be and look back and not have helped to change the sport in any way mm -hmm. because I don't want little kids who are coming up to have similar experiences to what I've had I don't want um I just it's just not fair like if I've been given a platform if I've, if people are willing to give me a voice yeah 
and listen to my story and need to help make a change with it. I can't yeah. just, I can't leave the sport in the same way that I entered it. Cause... Yeah, no, no, absolutely. <laughs> and I think that's amazing. I think it's amazing. And I do think that it should be like, from listening to your story and how you got to where you are now, being stubborn and just sort of doing your own thing and being focused, I think it's a great thing. And I think it's great that <laughs> as much as you don't want to be the person that has to bring this up in terms mm. of racism in swimming or getting more people that of colour swimming mm. um, and trying to break down that barrier that black people don't swim because they're too dense or their hair or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great thing. And I think if there was any backlash and it's from people that are just narrow minded and yeah. or people who just, I think also with people who can't see past it because it's mm. been ingrained in them. Yeah. Well, it's like interesting because, um, the like I haven't had much hate I've had like two messages like it hasn't been a lot but yeah. they're both from black women oh yeah I was surprised I was like oh okay <laughs> um, really yeah I was really surprised like um kind not like hate it was kind of trying to put me down like I'm better than you and um you're not that good and stuff like that and I was like I didn't reply I mean, are you in team GB if you were better than me you'd be better than me like, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? but um I was just quite surprised by it and I did have uh, I did have one white man on Twitter try to diss my degree and then um say that I'm ignoring the white half of my heritage and stuff like that I just I can't be asked with those arguments like, no, like... <laughs> if I was to call myself white how many people would be quick to tell me I'm not white? But then when I call myself black, like nobody's questioning it. So why do you like why would I call myself white? Yeah, it's, it, well, like? well, you, to be honest, it's 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 a it's a weird thing because like it's it, race and just looking at yourself in terms of color and stuff like that is a difficult thing. And I think unless you are, and this is going to sound really bad, and like when people are listening to this, they're probably going to be like she doesn't know what she's talking about but like if you are not of color then it's very difficult for you to understand the difficulties and I yes. don't mean that in a horrible sort of way like I'm married to a white man and mm. we sometimes have these debates as well so sometimes yeah. I get really irate about certain things that I read in the news or like yeah. you know like certain things I, I think like oh you know and I go like yeah. that and it's like oh well just forget about it it's fine don't worry about yeah. it like, but you don't get it yeah like, you no. don't get it like you won't understand it because you don't know how it feels to be that one person in that swimming class yeah color when everyone's looking at you as if to say like is she even going to be able to do this yes yeah no I, I totally agree there my boyfriend's white and sometimes we have exactly the same discussions yeah. and like um, I don't know if you saw, but that story about the black woman who had coronavirus and was at her house and they called the paramedics and the paramedics was like, no, you don't need to go to hospital. And then literally an hour later, she'd passed away. Mm. And oh, that story just gets to me because I always think like, I know, you, I know you can't bring race into it, but there's, there's literally statistics behind it that prove that black women do not get the same then they're not believed as much yes. as white women when it comes mm -hmm. to being in pain and um, medical conditions. And it's 
like it frightens me because it's very difficult because it's very it's, it's it's I think it's just um I think it's for me I think it's um something that we've all grown up with and and to be fair like to be fair we have come a long way oh yeah I mean there would have been a time where you wouldn't have been able to set up this black swimming association and no. do the and um, you know and be ambassadors yeah, be an ambassador exactly. for swimming um, yeah. and, uh, and a woman of colour in swimming yeah. in a competitive environment you wouldn't have yeah. been able to do that so I do sometimes think like you know like to look at the positive side of things exactly yeah the statistics are still there however if we look back yeah yeah we're coming a long way yeah massive massive yeah. even just as women in general like mm -hmm. it's yeah well women um, of color in general in certain yeah. positions i think is amazing yeah and i think it's we've a great thing as well like mm. the future the future that's like coming through like with absolutely so yeah. do you think like so tell me about the black swimming association so we touched on it a little bit but <laughs> just for people who don't know what it is or haven't heard of it what is it and what's the mission Okay, so basically it's currently four of us. We are all involved in swimming in some way and we kind of all just came together to be like, we want to help make a change in this sport. We need to help um, black people realise, um, and people of colour in general to be honest, and basically anybody who doesn't know how to swim or wants to learn how to swim, like get them in the water like m mainly on the welfare side of things we're, we're looking at that like um just general swimming basic swimming skills to be able to help save people's lives yeah and then in the competitive side of things um we haven't touched on that too much at the moment just because we've got so much going on yeah but, um, so you've got like the education and the advocacy and the support yes. as well yeah exactly and then just um like giving black people a voice in the sport really and mm -hmm. making sure that people realize that this is a sport for them mm -hmm. um like, obviously like people have been like why isn't there a white swimming association and honestly it's because like it's not Did really yeah 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 like people have asked that yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and i guess it's because they don't realize that black people ha do have barriers pre preventing them from getting Absolutely. in the water like the the stereotypes that we've touched upon mm. if that's ingrained in somebody's mind that is a barrier to stop them from getting in the water and there's no stereotype telling white people that they can't swim there yeah. is one telling black people they can't swim yeah and also um just uh, things like the hair like i've yeah. got mine in brain at the moment because obviously all the swimming pools are closed so mm, i yeah. took this rare opportunity to braid my hair because it'll be coming straight out when i get back in the water but um things like that like swimming caps generally aren't made for um black women or afro-caribbean how, how is it i thought so my thought was that swimming caps are a swimming cap that are universal and they protect your hair when yeah. you go into the swimming pool or the open water or wherever you do yeah. swimming uh, to protect your hair Mm. So I didn't realise that swimming caps were not, didn't really protect a black woman's hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Because like, even in my personal experience, I've, I've like worn my swimming cap down to being quite stretchy to obviously yeah. get my hair in. But even still, sometimes it'll be a struggle to get it in. And it's just, if you've got thick, long hair or your yeah. hair's in 
there's no way those little caps are getting over your head or getting your hair in. And once you get in the water, like there's, it might, it might, you might as well not have it on because it will, like the water will go into it or it might slip off or yeah. like, like anything really. Yeah. And there are quite a few um, different brands who are working on this. Um, yeah. Soul Cap is one of them. That's basically and like a, a swimming cap is like a larger dome. So it yeah. just allows more room to be able to get hair in. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's various other brands. It's just really exciting to see yeah. just different designs and um, different options for people. So yeah. I think that's like, it's not as if all three, all of the brands that have done it have gone for the same like design. They're all completely different in their own way. Yeah. And I just, I like that like, people are given the option to be able to protect their hair when they swim. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So like, so just, um, just for those who are listening as well. So the Black Women Association, um, your mission is a voice, a trusted partner and advocate. So you've partnered, so the Black Association has partnered with national swimming bodies and charities mm-hmm. um, and plans to run campaigns and swimming clinics in local communities. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then primarily in those areas of the country with high Afro-Caribbean populations. So we'll start yeah. there to try and yeah. get think, more um, Yeah, Aaron are starting in London and Birmingham and then getting wherever we can, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, things have been slowed at the moment because of... Yeah, oh, yeah I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but um, the whole yeah. point of this podcast and this episode is more to discuss what the Black Association, Association, Swimming Association is, but also just to inspire someone that might be listening, a young yeah. Black girl may be listening and being like, actually, do you know what? When this is all over, I'm going to give it a go. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Like, um, I'll always say, make sure that you be safe with it, because if you've yeah. never been in the water before, obviously, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, just go get in. Like, please don't do just that. Just join your local club or something. Yes. Like, there's always a local swimming group yes. that you can do. Yeah yeah there's always people who will be willing to help you I can guarantee that swimming is a very it is very inclusive once you get into it find the right people there's so many lovely groups um for all ages as well like absolutely all Mm -hmm. ages there's the master side of swimming is huge and um like there's there's just people who just love doing the sport for doing sport not for a competitive side just want to enjoy swimming yeah so like I've got here just a um I'm I'm here so um you've targeted your demographic so not you personally but the Black Women Association mm. has um targeted the demographic into three categories primary school children ages seven to eleven secondary school children um ages eleven to sixteen and sixteen to nineteen and parents and those over the age of twenty one so in the brackets adult community yeah. um and also. Like, I'm just going to read out some statistics here, which I was really like, oh my God. So I read this on your, on, on your website, but also like, I obviously went, had a little look as well. So I was like, what? Mm. So, like, according to Swimming's governing body, Swim England, approximately 90% of black adults and approximately 80% of black children in England don't swim. And <laughs> apparently it's a, less than 1% of registered competitive swimmers identify mm. as black or mixed race yeah <laughs> what's your thoughts on that um i'm honestly not that surprised um uh, well obviously i'll start with the competitive swimming statistic um i mean it was it's 
it wasn't too bad at muscle clubs like i said there was yeah. there was always at least one other person but then the moment you go to a competition mm-hmm. those two people in my swimming club including myself gets diluted down into a, two in a thousand or something like that oh, like wow. l- literally yeah like like with all the other people who come who come together for the swimming competition it gets diluted down and you suddenly realize you'll be the only person of color in your event or the only person of color potentially at the competition or something like that and um especially when the competitions weren't taking place in cities that's what i typically find like obviously london yeah there's going to be more people into it because it's more culture diverse same with birmingham but then the moment i moved out of a city generally found that those it just yeah <laughs> the trim down yeah 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 so, uh, <laughs> and then on the like participation side with the 90 90 percent of uh, black yeah. adults and 80 percent of black children again i'm not surprised like um there's so many reasons why you just wouldn't want to go swimming in general it sounds quite bad but like as a black person like two things that people do get concerned about is skin getting dry chlorine obviously dries out your skin a lot yeah and also your hair mm. and so you don't want ashy skin and you don't want like dry um chlorinated hair because they're both things that like as a black person like it sounds shallow like i don't want to say that oh we, we care about it a lot but like they're both things that like they mean a lot for anyone. I don't think it's yeah. just a black person. I think, like, if I don't, if you don't mind me interrupting there, like, I think that's the same for anyone. So, like, mm. when I went swimming, I don't want dry, crusty skin. No, yeah. I, mean, I don't yeah. want to, <laughs> I mean, no one does. I don't want dry yeah. hair. But exactly. it's, it, yeah. but you then need to make sure, I think, on the other side of it is, like, why, why let that stop you from stop swimming you. when yeah. you've got all these products out there that you can just exactly. like yeah. moisturize your hair with afterwards yeah. they've got leave-in yeah. conditioners you know if you go to yeah. the hairdressers they'll have like lots of treatment that you can do yeah you definitely. Like cocoa butter for your skin or coconut yeah. oil or whatever you want <laughs> so i mean yeah. you've got all of that like yeah put it on afterwards like you don't come out of the shower yeah. do you and not condition your hair or no, don't exactly. come out the and not moisturize your body afterwards well, yeah. I mean, there probably is some people that don't but like i know i i come out of the shower so i don't yeah exactly i think that's i think i find that really odd like i just think like well like you say it, it's not shallow i wouldn't say it's shallow i think it's just the, again it's like i don't know if it's um so, so the one thing you touch on here is uh, aquaphobia Mm. I don't know if it's if it's a part of that. Maybe. Oh yeah, maybe actually. I've never I've never looked at it like that. But you're right. Like there's there's something causing them to hesitate to want to get in the water. And Absolutely. yeah, yeah. The the um the consequences of going swimming in in people's minds outweigh the benefits that they'll get from it. So I guess yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Good. So like how so like so do you think that from what we've touched upon before, uh, earlier on in the conversation, like you said that the most, the most resistance you've had is from your own community. Mm. So like you've stated in a previous interview that black people in the BAME community are the toughest to convince and a lot of, uh, well, you've had more resistance as we've discussed already from black women. Mm. Like, is that again, do you reckon it's from going back to what we were saying before, like the whole, 
thing being ingrained in them and aquaphobia and all the stereotypes? Do you think it's just the fact that it's ingrained in them? I think so, yeah. Yeah, there's there's so many things like counting against them in that way, to be honest, and like counting against those in swimming. Not like it's mostly internalized, but obviously things don't just happen. Like an internalization has to come from somewhere at some point, whether it was in our generation or the generation above us or above that. Something Mm. somewhere has told black people that swimming is not for them yeah someone's decided that at some point and it's obviously been passed down and like to change a whole culture's mindset towards the the, like their attitude towards something such as swimming Mm -hmm. is going to be tough and that's why we kind of recognize like how difficult this challenge that we're taking on is because it's not just the british or american like issue either it's not like it is a global issue yeah i'd say so yeah like i don't know too much about other countries obviously america Mm. has quite a bit more history behind that kind of racism but um Mm, mm. like we've had interest from other countries like outside of the western well outside of uk and us we've had other interests from other countries yeah um just wanting to like see how we get on, like see what um, see what works for us and stuff. And then so you're kind of like blazing the trail, aren't you here? Yeah, and breaking down well, that barrier, which is amazing. Yeah. It's, it's so I good. It's the, first, um, it's the first of its kind to be set up in swimming, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I didn't yeah. see anything else. I was like looking around, and I was like, well, I can't see anything. So like. You've said that other people, other countries and stuff are like getting in touch with you and wanting to like know a little bit more and see how you get on before they start mm-hmm. doing it, which I think is a bit of a cop out to be fair. I think, like, <laughs> I think people, well, no, I do. I think like, look, you know, if you want to break down barriers or if you want to do something, yeah. you should just go out and do it and like yeah, give it a shot. And, yeah. yeah, you should, you should do that. And I think there's too much of a fear of failure mm. that people have. Yeah. I think actually, no, no, because like I think. If you fear failure all the single every single time, you'll do nothing. You'll do yeah, nothing. Change. No, yeah. and I think it's just I think it's amazing. So I think like so, how can people get involved with the swimming association? So like, how can they support it, partner it, volunteer? Okay. Basically, I think the best I can do is direct you to the website. I think that yep. sounds quite lame, but um, I'll link. I'll link to the. Um, I'll link to this podcast as well. So I'll link to. You. I'll link your um, your Instagram handle as well, but also mm-hmm. for the Black Women Association, their Instagram handle and their webpage as well. So I'll link it below. Great. Oh, thank you so much. Um, yeah. So, like, if they wanted to, like, volunteer, so they would get in, in touch and. Uh, yeah. There's a get in touch section there. We we received like a lot of emails and obviously yeah. there's, only, there's only four of us. So it's kind of been like, we've kind of been like holding the floodgates and all that whilst we get the, the like the partnerships with Swim England sorted and yeah. that all through. And then we're going to start like making ground with everything that's come through. Because I've had, I've had so many people that like contact me personally who I know through swimming and say that they want to get involved. Yeah. And I'm like, okay I'll go tell them and then they're kind of like okay we can't handle it right now we will get around <laughs> and so like I know everything it, at the moment's on like pause it's like yeah, everything's yeah. really slow at the minute <laughs> yeah honestly so obviously there's no swimming pools available at the moment so that we can't <laughs> so we're just kind of like 
planning everything to go behind yeah, absolutely. it. absolutely. I'm not sure when everything's going to come to, like, when everything's going to Come to fruition. Stop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. But, um, like, if like, our social medias are, like, um, like, keeping well updated with what's going on. We've got a competition mm-hmm. going on at the moment. I don't know when it ends. There's a competition to win a my my swim scarf which is one of the founders it was her product to help her daughter with her hair when she swam was oh, with that moment so um yeah it's really cool actually so yeah go, go do that <laughs> yeah definitely so is that is that competition on the website yeah um it's on the website and the instagram and twitter i think it might really? be on the website definitely on the, the instagram and twitter yeah Oh, well, that'll be really good. So I think anyone that's listening that wants to get involved should definitely do that. Um, yeah. How would you say, so if you were to pitch swimming to like a younger person that's uh, of colour, how would you say that swimming has changed your life and what benefits do you think swimming has just in general? Mm. Okay, firstly, like swimming, I couldn't imagine my life without swimming. Like right. it literally... Do you know, like when you look back on your life and you realise that if you'd done one thing, it would have taken you somewhere else. And if you'd done the yeah. other, it'd take you. Like, yeah. I look back on that and I was 11 when that happened for me with swimming. Yeah. And I can't imagine my life without it. Like, I really don't know where I would have gone if yeah. I'd not focused on swimming. Mm. And so I just, I'm so grateful for it in so many ways. Like, the, the people I've met, the experiences I've had, the highs and lows, like, I've, I've learned a lot from it and I think it's matured me mm. like in quite a, like it sounds it might sound arrogant and I can blow my own horn but like in quite a nice way that like yeah. I've got to see like so many different sides of so many different like places and people and I've got to interact with some incredible people and yeah. it's just it's really changed my life and that's obviously at the quite extreme end because I I've been lucky fortunate enough to be able to progress to this level mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which but a high percentage of people won't get sadly but mm. even if you don't get it the ex- like some of the life lessons that swimming teaches you I just like I can't I can't compare like time management um like I'll, I'll get up at half four in the morning to go swimming wow. and then I still have to swim again later in the evening get gym in and do my uni work yeah and so like it's one of those things where it's like I've got all of these things to do in the day but I still get them all done because I've done swimming for so many years I just know how to manage my time well and I think mm. it's one of those sports where you, you do learn a lot from it and you learn a lot of life lessons yeah. and also the general benefits of swimming are really good like it's a really good way to keep fit mm-hmm. really good to yeah it's just it's like it's a I good, good for your mental health, health as well isn't it yeah yeah like there's so many benefits to it like genuinely like apart from dry skin and dry hair like you will get so much more out of swimming I always think you get more out of swimming than you do running because it works your whole body Mm. and like I just find running boring I really (laughs) yeah I know like I did I did the great north run last year uh, and I'm not joking like as much as it was great it was like I think the buzz and the adrenaline got me through I'm still waiting to, to to feel that runner's high when does it come through am i not running long enough to get it like, when does it <laughs> like no I, I still didn't i'm like i ran the great north run and i'm still like still waiting for it like I don't yeah. 
I'm just tired and my legs hurt. Like, yeah, yeah. I was just like, just give me the all the carbs because like, everything that, you know, it's just, I was just like, no, I don't get it. I don't get it. But I think also with swimming, like, um, it's really good for like joints and things as well, isn't it? Like, if you yeah. have any joint issues and, and it's, it's, it's accessible for all. So even if you have like any sort of disabilities or anything like that, getting in the yeah. water is yeah. so good for you exactly yeah and like like you said about the joints because there's no impact mm. like it's like it's, your body should be like fitter for longer than running like for example the meters we swim yeah we can swim we do further oh, i don't know how far runners run but like because of the f put it into context right <laughs> um, i swim i swim my my race is the marathon swim which is the 10k swim yeah but it normally in a given day i will do between 12 to 14k of swimming in one day oh my god not at once but like no, no, the yeah. yeah but then for the context of a runner i don't think marathon runners would run over a marathon every day no, they wouldn't because when I was, I know it sounds really weird, but when I was doing the Great North Run, like I've got a couple of people who run like all the time. They do like run, they have like host running clubs and stuff like that. Um, and I remember doing that, and that's half a marathon. And they were saying that you would, if you can run that once during your training time, then that's mm. enough. Oh, wow. So they were like, don't run it, like, don't keep running half a marathon throughout yeah. your training time on a regular interval. Like yeah. it was very much just like if you do it once during your training time, then that's great. That's enough. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's no, something wow. about the impact on your body and your joints. Yes. You see what I mean? Exactly. So like yeah. if you're running on the road, the impact that you have. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> your knees, your hips, everything's really, you know, it, it's quite, it's quite an impact. People don't realise yeah. how much impact you actually have. Whereas with swimming. Yeah, all just, abilities, no matter what your race, your yes, background, exactly. your disability, or anything like that, your age, yeah. it's fun. And also, yeah. I think with your swimming, with your open water swimming, it's proven. So I was looking into this actually. Apparently, it's proven that it's really open water swimming is really good for your mental health. Something to do with the <sighs> cold water. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, there are a lot of benefits to getting into like cold water. Personally, I can't do it. Like, <laughs> I think the coldest I've been in is fourteen degrees, and like that was for a race. And I was like, oh, I don't, I do, I'm gonna do it again. Like, honestly, but like, I, yeah, I know, I know some people who will get into like six degree water and just. Oh. Like, so I live, really, I live like I live quite close to a beach because um, like Newcastle's got quite a few beaches there. So I yeah. live um, at the coastal side of Newcastle, right? And sometimes, if well, obviously not now, but when we did, used to be able to go to the beach. Yeah. Um, uh, like there's, there's people just in the in the sea. Yeah. In the sea, just in the sea, and I'm like, That's and their bodies are like red raw because it's so cold, and I'm like, how? Oh no. Look, you only meant to get in for like five to ten minutes or something maybe yeah. even like, but like I just oof, it must be the longest five minutes of your life <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so like as the Tokyo games have now been postponed mm -hmm. sadly um, but I am a great believer that this will pass and yeah. even though even though afterwards I don't think life will be the same as we know it so normality won't mm. be what you are used to I do think it will pass and you will get there 
absolutely um, yeah. with you all the way all the way um, so how are you continuing with your training and keeping your fitness levels up um mm. ready to compete again for that space at tokyo when it does come around okay so i haven't swam for like two weeks and three days now i think oh, is that the longest ever uh no it isn't actually like i had i had a, <laughs> maybe a month off over I think I had four weeks off over August, like August to September kind of. Yeah. And like that was the longest that I'd had off before because I was kind of like, I wasn't planning on taking a break leading up to the Tokyo like, trials. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'm going to have my, a long break now and then it's a big run up. I need to get my training good and everything. But obviously that's been derailed. But um <laughs> It's it's uh, it's all right to be honest. I've been running like 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 we've just discussed, but like I think the furthest I've run is only like four and a half k, <laughs> so not that far at all. And then, but it kills me because I'm exhausted after those runs. But then I'll swim like a six or seven k session and just not and not be tired. And I'm yeah. just it's different it's muscle groups. Like, it's, it's kind of different muscle groups, but different sort of training, isn't it? Are you doing yeah. like, like home gym workouts and things? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm doing like circuits at home and stuff. I think I'm going to stop running and take up skipping because I can actually skip. Yeah. My running technique is atrocious. <laughs> I, and you need like it, proper running shoes and stuff as well. Yeah, and you know, you're like, oh. And I, like, obviously, I wasn't prepared for any of this. Like, no, I don't I think anyone know. was, to be fair. <laughs> no, no. But like, do you know, I always think like, oh, I don't need running trainers. I don't run. So like, but now I'm kind of like, oh, crap. I need running trainers. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like I didn't have a yoga mat I was like why would I need a yoga mat like I don't do stuff at home and then I was like oh crap I don't have a mat <laughs> and then all of a sudden I had to get all this crap off sports direct yeah I was like I just it's just I just want it to be over I want my swimming pool back <laughs> yeah you have to do like pretend lengths in your bath <laughs> oh yeah like you've seen those bit those videos of um Sharon she's the Dutch um she's Dutch she's a she's the world uh, Olympic champion from 2016 and she very cleverly tied herself to a tree oh yeah I saw and they were swimming in a paddling pool and I was so jealous I was like oh, like it was it must have been freezing in that water but like but she had like a full wetsuit on and stuff in yeah. it, so she would have been all right to be fair yeah. and like and the then, weather we've had has not been too bad so yeah, i think it's yeah, okay my heat of the water a little bit in the oh but yeah i just i just want a pool <laughs> <laughs> miss it <laughs> i know and then i suppose you've got like it is it, it, you you're out of your routine i suppose as well aren't you because obviously yeah. you do your swimming at four in the morning or whatever and then go to uni so your uni is now going to be like all um yeah yeah i've i've been i've got two essays due so i've just been trying to like focus on one of those at the moment but yeah it's quite like it's really weird because like there's some people on my course i'm never going to see again now and like really yeah yeah because i'm doing a master's but i've split my year in half oh right okay um some people like some people are doing it full time or mm. like haven't split it in half yeah, and yeah. So I won't get to see them but um so it's just quite weird and like and then also on the swimming side of things there are some people who might not come back to swimming when like everything returns because they're either quitting soon or like things aren't going on so yeah yeah, um, yeah. it's just it's it's a weird time like a really every every day's got a question mark over it I think I know Absolutely. like every 
but like I think every day you're like oh okay what's what am I going to learn today what's yeah. the new day today where are things going like so I think like for uh, for our episode today I think people should go online and find swimming caps that fit them and I yeah. think they should plan a schedule or something for when they are going to go and start to learn how to swim yeah you can do your badges and I know that a lot of people put the badges to children but there are adult swimming classes Not out there bad. as well some really good adult swimming lessons and even if it's like one-to-ones there's so many people offering one-to-ones and Absolutely. stuff like, there's something for everyone with learning to swim I promise you yeah and like you, if you want to and you're that person that needs you know that needs that motivation you can have your one-to-one sessions if yeah. you have to do it in a group you can yeah. you've got your little you've got your badges that you can work through and they're not just for kids like the badges are like little milestones and I think it's yeah. very similar to like the way I like and uh, I like relate it in my head is like People go to Slimming World to get Slimmer of the Week and those like badges yeah. and things. So it's the it's very similar. Yeah. You go swimming and you get your badges every time yeah. you do, you know, level one, level two, and you can get yeah. up to your lifeguard if you wanted to or wherever. Yeah. Um, and you can get all of that. So I think like yeah. I think if anyone if we if someone takes something from this today, from our conversation. And they can get involved if they're in like Birmingham or London. They can get involved in the swimming yeah. association that you're an ambassador of. Or if they can, if they're not in that area and they can't get physically involved in some of your activities that you'll be putting yeah. on. If they can, if they're up north like where I am, and there mm. isn't as many, um, you know, cult, it's not as culturally diverse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if they just go to their local swimming club, yeah, they'll be open to you all. And I think it's just taking that first step so take someone Definitely. with you take yeah. someone with you take your sister take your brother take your yeah. friend your mum or anyone and just get into the pool and try yeah. it you might actually yeah. really enjoy it exactly. yeah definitely it's it nothing to be embarrassed of if you're an yeah. adult who you need to learn some honestly it's nothing to be embarrassed of you are you will not be the first and you will not be the last i can promise you that. and Absolutely. it could life or could save someone's life at the end of the day yeah like, so it's exactly definitely so not only is it, it might be good for your mental health like someone might be that you might be sat at home someone might be listening to this sat at home thinking do you know what right now it's a really tough time it's a tough time mm. for everybody in terms of mental health isolation it's just yeah. it's hard it's really hard but it might be somebody out there listening and saying actually do you know what for my mental health i'm going to go swimming i can't do the gym i can't run i can't do all of these things i'm not very very good at it let's give swimming a go and they exactly. might even enjoy it and it's, it's yeah. available for everybody so no matter what yes. color you are what yeah. disability you have what age you're at or anything and it's yeah. actually quite good fun to go as a family as well yeah just go have a splash around even if it's not like just just get in the water and like see how it feels like honestly it's mm -hmm. It's good. It, it's not, I think yeah. also, I think what people need to understand as well is, um, and I don't know if this is a cultural thing, and I'm talking mm. about in terms of my culture um, or Indian backgrounds, I'm not sure if it's the same in terms of black or other ethnic minority backgrounds as well. Swimming and sports doesn't necessarily have to be competitive. You don't necessarily no. have to go and be like, right, I'm going to go swimming, but it's only because I want to become part of team gb if that is your exactly. ambition that's great but yeah i do think that sometimes especially in our culture in my culture anyway i think sometimes you have to let go of being the best and just be there for you and yes. enjoy and just like 
go and have a swim and just swim all your worries away and just sort of relax definitely yeah no 100 it doesn't it doesn't have to be something that you go and want to be the best of the world at like it's like it's a really i always think swimming is like a really personal thing because when you swim you can't talk to anybody else yeah. and so it's it's like it's you in your mind and i always i like i, I really enjoy that because quite mindful I, yeah yeah definitely yeah it's like personal reflection mm. and especially if you're just like relaxed with it and just like i yeah I, so you're so cleansing different. yourself in a way isn't yeah it? <laughs> yeah that sounds weird, but it's isolation like I know you've had a lot of time with yourself already, but then like to do it in a different setting and like moving your body with it, I think is always, Absolutely. I always just see so many benefits to it. Yeah. So I think for the final question, I tend to ask these people, I tend to ask questions, uh, this question at the end uh, for all podcasts is, um, what words of wisdom, I know you're not very old, I know you're quite young anyway, but like, <laughs> what words of wisdom would you give to your younger self? Like looking back on everything that you've done and what you're about to embark upon with swimming association with the black swimming association what sort of words of wisdom would you give to your younger self and why um i would say just like relax and enjoy everything like try not to take everything too seriously like um like celebrate your successes reflect on your failures um just relax with everything. Like I used to get so like tense stuff about swimming and like my performance and stuff like that. But like everything, like I'm, I'm lucky and grateful enough that I, like everything in my life has turned out really well for me. Like very fortunate of that, obviously. But um, like like tough times do happen, but like, hopefully there's always something to look forward to, something better around the corner. And especially in times like these, like people being separated from their families and the whole the whole uncertainty around everything I, I really hope that things that like, improve for people and that, that better times are around the corner and hopefully some form of normality is coming soon yeah. <laughs> good stuff thank you so much Thanks. for Thanks. doing this um and uh, and it was just an absolute pleasure to talk to you i'm so you know so happy so happy thank you for listening to the a cuppa with podcast i hope you enjoyed it please like the episode subscribe leave a comment and share your support means the world see you next time